is holy name. Lord, you are holy. You are holy. You are holy. You are righteous. 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 You are service, a good spirit. We're all in anticipation of the things that are right on the horizon, things we're looking forward to. I thank the Lord for this service, for His good spirit and presence. The days sometimes are a little long and a little hot and, or a little rainy or a little trying, but uh, you come to the house of the Lord. You begin to communicate with the eternal and you begin to worship and praise and magnify Him. And all of that just seems to wash right off of you and out of you. And you just bask in the presence of the Lord and let Him refresh and renew and encourage and strengthen, edify. All right, Acts chapter 13. I'm in chapter 13 of the book of Acts. And I would like to turn your attention to verse 44. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. Verse 45. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, 
it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. But seeing ye put it from you, and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. And everybody said, Praise the Lord. I want to minister for a little while on taking the word of God into your heart. Taking the word of God into your heart. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. The Bible teaches us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word that was God was made flesh and dwelt among us. Wow. I have no idea what that was. Okay. That's um, a little something for emphasis, I suppose. Like a drum roll. <laughs> okay. So... As you look at God's Word and you believe God's Word with all of your heart, one place it did say to let the Word of God dwell in your heart richly. That we don't want to be poor in the Word of God, but we want to be rich in the Word of God. We want to have that Word in our hearts abundantly. We want to let it uh, come into every part, every corner of our mind, our heart. We want to let the light shine that the Word brings, the revelation, the light, the enlightening of the eyes of our understanding to be open so that we will get rid of all darkness and that faith comes by hearing that Word and consequently we then get rid of doubt and we get rid of fear and we get rid of unbelief and we begin to dwell in that realm of faith. The Bible talks about the law of faith. Now at this time in the book of Acts where we've read it is recorded and that is that there were there were in the time of the Jews then there was Sabbath days now some people feel like you should only get with God one day a week and they want to tell you what day that is and of course it's entirely different timing wise from what it was over in the Middle East forgetting that this is a book that uh, and everything about it originated over in the Middle East and flowed from there that we are the foreign mission field from the original church that Jesus started in Jerusalem and so consequently men and women boys and girls people who uh, get involved with religion uh, which is a big difference from salvation though I will acknowledge there is a pure religion that is unspotted from the world but be that as it may there is got to be a big distinction made between religion which is of man and man has his own ideas about how to do things like Nimrod who tried to uh, build a tower to reach to heaven don't need God don't need his word don't need what he says we'll do this ourselves well you know the rest of that story and it didn't bode well for Nimrod or those that followed him what I am saying to you though is that people who will listen to the word of God and their faith will build then they'll understand that uh, as these people should have understood that you're no longer under the law of Moses or that was given to Moses and through Moses to bring some type of order and to bring shadows and types and previews of things to come. They were not the very thing themselves, but they were a shadow and a type of things to come. What we have in this dispensation or this period of time known as grace the time of the church, the congregation that's called out of darkness into marvelous light through the born-again experience. 
and has preached unto to us and, and to others uh, forgiveness of sins through this man or this flesh, Christ Jesus, who came, uh, made of a woman, under the law to redeem people that were living under the law. That it's not going to be just one day a week. Have only pity for people who only think that it's one day a week. We serve God. The church that Jesus started serves Him every day. And we do not exalt or esteem one day over another. All seven days, 24-7, 365 and a quarter, we're not turning them on and off. We're this goes continually and perpetually in our lives every day. And I'm glad because He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's going to be right there. He never slumbers. He never sleeps, the book says. He keeps us. He guards us. He protects us. He gives His angels charge concerning us. Lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone. He said, you bear them up. Those are my children. You lift them up. You hold them up. You sustain them in times of difficulty, challenge, and trouble. Amen. Unfortunately, uh, people then and people now, when the Word of God, now remember it said the Word was God and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among and that word being made flesh, when that flesh laid down its life for the cross, for everybody, on the cross for everybody, and when the Spirit withdrew and then reentered three days later, raising up that glorified body, and then after the infallible proofs, He gave last-minute instructions and ascended up on high. And the Bible teaches very plainly then. He said, I'm not going to leave you without comfort. He said, I'm going to come unto you. I'm going to send and will be sent in my name the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then I'll that day you're going to know that I'm in you in every moment, every second of every day. You're going to know that I'm in you. <laughs> I had a wonderful experience late last night. I... We, had, we were having bad wind. I think you're probably aware of that. And I said, well, i got to step outside and take a look at this. So I went outside, and I stood on the porch, and I'm looking at it. And all that's going on, and trees are whipping around, and, and the, the, uh, the wires are going back and forth. And I mean, it's kind of really getting with it. And it was reminiscent of uh, when we had the hurricanes. And so I, I, I realized, I said, you know, this could really spawn some um, tornadoes around here. So I just stood on the porch and I lifted my arms and I said, Lord, I want you to rebuke this thing and I want it to calm down. I don't want anybody to get hurt and get hit with any tornadoes. And immediately the power went off. And I thought, that's not what I said. But do you know the power came right back on and it stopped. All the wind stopped. And I just almost couldn't believe it myself. It's like scratching my head. Hey, you know, this really works. Oh, yes, it does. But it's still amazing. It's still amazing. I'm with the disciples in the boat, and they said, my goodness, even the elements obey him. The wind and the seas, they obey him. Oh, let me tell you, I come from good stock. 
I remember going down the road and my pastor told me that he and his wife were riding and a tremendous, terrible rainstorm came. They couldn't see anything in front of them driving. And, and my dear pastor's wife, she's just a little old woman and she just quietened so much so and, and she just said, I've had enough of this. And she said, in Jesus' name. And he said it parted and it stopped and they went on with no trouble whatsoever. I believe in my God and I'm glad he's with us. I'm glad he's with us with us 24-7. I'm glad he hears and answers prayer. I want to receive the word of God. I believe the word of God. I believe every chapter, every verse, every line. I believe it. I believe the iron swam. I believe they went through the Red Sea dry shod. I believe God gave them a cloud by day and a fire by night. I believe everything that Bible says. I believe he opened the blind eyes and raised the dead. I believe he can do any and all things. He is God. I believe him. And I'm not going to push this from myself. Amen. You know, when I came to the church, and I was drawn to the church, and I was first witness to, uh, I remember that the gentleman that I was, I got a job with him, and I worked half a day with him, and he'd take me to work in his car, and and uh, he, all, he being full of the Holy Ghost and having been delivered from gambling, he was an habitual gambler, and uh, he said to me one day, he had a, he had a little old Bible, just a little one there on the seat, and he said, hey, he said, would you like this Bible? And I just went, nah, just like that. Boy, was I an idiot. For that moment, for that hour, for that day, I was a bigger idiot than I'd ever been in my whole life. But you know, something began to take place. That didn't discourage that witness. Oh, he just kept on talking to me day in and day out until finally one day, I said, hey, you know that Bible you wanted to give me? Could, could, I, could I have that? <laughs> what a difference between putting the Word of God from you, nah, and taking the Word. Could I have that? Could I have that? You know? One, one fella in the Bible that is recorded, give, uh, one woman, she said, give me of this that you're talking about. <laughs> give me this. Give me this. I want this. Give this to me. Now the people, of course, they, they argued and they, in their arguing, they made no sense. They contradicted themselves and tried to contradict the Word of God. They, there were those that uh, called for the Word of God. They wanted the Word of God. They sent for the Word of God. And when the, when the apostles got there and began to show the man the truth of the Scriptures, they brought the Word to him. And he was welcoming the word. And the individual stood up and wanted to, his motivation was to turn that man from the word of God. And the Bible said the apostle Paul looked on that individual and called him a child of the devil and a perverter of all righteousness. And he said, and you're going to be blind for a season now. And the, the man that was trying to welcome the word, he looked and saw that the man was blind and couldn't see and was fumbling around. And he was astonished. He was amazed at the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ take the word of God to you don't push it from you don't put it from you but take it in do like Simeon of old and hold it in you and embrace it and lift it up this is God's word it's not the word of men it's not religion it is salvation it is the word of God and it is real 
course, there's that age-old argument. There's that age-old argument. And, uh, well, you know, you can't take the Word of God literally. From Genesis to Revelation, it's all literal. Now, some people would argue that, but I'm going to tell you what. Uh, whatever, everything that God showed to John the Revelator, all of the things that were figurative, the figurative stood for something literal. God was trying to show him something. And as he took that to him, as he, as he prayed about that and wanted the insight, you've given me a night vision and natural visions. Help me. What does this mean? And God would give the sense and the natural, the, the, uh, the literal understanding of it, if you please. And I'm trying to tell you, don't worry about it being figurative. Don't let it throw you off because some things are symbolic. Oh, no, my friend, because they all stand for something literal. And you better believe what God said. Not one little accent is going to fail. Not one jot, not one tittle, not one little thing is going to fail. His word is forever settled in heaven. And there are people that will fulfill this word and condemn themselves in doing it. They'll never realize that they're con Con they're condemning themselves and fulfilling the very scriptures that speak of them. How much better to bring the word of God to you? The scripture said in Hebrews chapter 4, in talking about, it begins with, let us therefore fear. You want to have godly fear. You don't have to have scaredy cat fear. You don't have to worry about any, any booger man, Okay. All right, you see any booger man, just show him to Omar. He'll take care of him. Let us therefore fear, a godly fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Now, I would tell you, first and foremost, you want to remember the initial rest is receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Well, this is the rest that he spoke about. I don't need a, a Saturday or a Friday at sundown till a Saturday at sundown to get rest. I get my Holy Ghost rest every day. He, he's my Sabbath. Jesus is my, our Sabbath. It's not one day a week. He rules the whole week and all the weeks of the year. Every month, every week, every day, every hour, every minute, every second. If you put it to you, if you bring it to you, if you don't hold it off and stiff arm it, but bring it to you and let it dwell in your heart richly. So a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Now why didn't it profit them? Why does it profit some and not others? He said, the word being preached to them did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. In other words, there were those that said, nah. They shut their minds down. They closed their ears. Stephen, one of the seven, he begins to preach and give them one more beautiful history lesson and gave them the Word of God. But they put it from themselves and the Holy Ghost spoke through him and said, you're a stiff-necked 
people, an unbelieving people, and you're doing just like all them that were before you, your forefathers, and, and you've got to understand they didn't like the history lesson because it condemned them. If you want your history lesson to be a good thing for your ears, then you've got to start writing it right. If you write it right, then you look back, the history of it's going to read right. It's going to sound real good when you say, I stopped saying nah, and I started saying, give this to me. What you talking about? Let me have this. I want the Holy Ghost. I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. I want to live for you according to the teachings from Romans through Revelation. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You want to you want to receive the Word of God in faith in a welcoming manner. When I mentioned before, and I'll say it again, when, when they brought that little babe, Christ Jesus, according to the Word of God. And don't forget that that time, they were living under the law. But that time was coming to an end. And they were fixing to enter into grace. It was time to shift into high gear. And we're going to get out of the, the horse and buggy business, and we're going to get in the jet business. We're fixing to take off here. And, and the things that have been foretold are going to actually come to pass. And that, that one, that, that deliverer, capital D, that deliverer, not the small d deliverers that God sent many down through the Old Testament, and they were all wonderful and sent of God, but, but no, no, I'm going to send you the, the proper noun, capital D deliverer and he's coming and he's the one that Moses wrote about and said unto him will the gathering of the people be and don't you understand when he began to show himself even as a child he was brought and here's a man that lived in the church house a man that was in touch with the spirit and when he saw that baby he held him up in his arms he embraced that child and he said now I can die in peace because mine eyes have seen myself he didn't throw the baby aside he didn't turn it over to an acolyte and say, you're my assistant. You take care of that. Oh, no. He said, this one's mine. I got this. I got this. Get out of my way. That's my young and that's the Christ. I've been waiting all my days. And now I can depart in peace for my eyes have seen the salvation that the Spirit hath provided. Oh, yeah. He, he took that to him. Don't allow the devil to trick you in a service or services. To where you, no, that's not for me now. That's for the guy next to me. That's for the one behind me. Well, that's for the one way over on the other side. Ooh, that's not for me. I'm ducking. I'm bobbing. You know? I saw a picture of a boxer one time, and, and you know, the cameras nowadays are so able to just get everything. And uh, it was a picture in the newspaper, and, and this guy, you could see him just straining to get his head to the side, and that fist whipped right by him. There are people that are just straining to get out of the way of the word of the Lord. They don't want to get hit with that hammer. And I'm telling you, that's a trick of the enemy and the flesh. And you tell God, you pour it on. If I need to be your punching bag tonight, you give me a good working over, God, because I want to make it. I want to. I don't want to fall short. I don't want to miss the promise. I don't want to be an unbelief. I don't want to put the word of God from me. I want to take it and invite it and welcome it into my heart. And let it dwell there richly. There is a difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism. And I will tell you that the Word of God is constructive. The only thing it's going to destroy is the bad, is the evil. 
It's going to cast out the ugly spirits. It's, it's going to get rid of the cancers. It's going to get rid of the things that are destroying and ruining your heart and your life. That's what the Word of God comes to do something good. It comes in like a bulldozer and will bring down every mountain that's in front of you. And you're looking and saying, how will I ever get over that? And I can't get over it. Well, I just can't get over it. Oh, Jesus' Word can bring a bulldozer effect on that mountain that you can't climb or get over or get past. And it trips you up mentally every time. It will level that mountain and every valley when you're depressed and you're down and you can't think yourself happy and get yourself up because of somebody's criticizing words somebody's saying something ugly and nasty to you Jesus will bring up that valley he will level it out for you and put you on a level landscape where you'll have balance and stability and security and he'll straighten out every crooked thing and he'll smooth out every rough thing oh yes he will you want to take those you can remain standing I could go a whole lot longer right now but, you know, got to be polite. The Word of God, you want to take it to you. And, you know, he told those folks, he said, seeing that you put it from you, he said, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm through here. Me and God are through. He said, uh, we're going to some folks that welcome this. And that's when the door of faith, my friend, got opened. God had it all in the making. And Peter was called on and showed up at Cornelius' house and said, Whoa, I got a revelation, all right. He showed it to me. Oh, was the sheep and the animals symbolic? Should I take that literal? Well, you read it and think. See, if you don't think it re represented something literal, it represented the Gentiles. And Peter was told, in other words, and he said, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation, him that feareth God, him that feareth God, him that wants that word. Takes it to them. Oh, yeah. There's a righteousness and there's a salvation. And there's so many good things. And while Peter yet spake a 217-word sermon, two to three minutes for the average speaker, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Oh, yeah, and the, and the, the believers that came and accompanied Peter. Oh, friend, they were right there, and they said, wow. He said, man. We know they got the Holy Ghost just like us because we heard them speak in tongues and magnify God. Amen. And you know what? Uh, a real good balance to that was after getting that experience of the Holy Ghost and Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, nobody said no. Nobody fought that. Nobody argued about Father, Son, Holy Ghost. They were baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And that name is Jesus Christ. And thereby being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. They fulfilled the commandment of Matthew 28, 19. There is no contradiction, though people will get a spirit and contradict. But it also said they judged themselves unworthy of everlasting life. You know, it just boils down to uh, Jesus and the, through the churches handing it to you. And you're just... Jesus went into an area one day and the Bible said they were so teachers they were so full of unbelief that he could do no mighty works now you think about that God manifest in the flesh the word that was God come in the flesh and that word has stepped into their city he is the word incarnate and there he is all power in heaven and earth 
and, and blind eyes and devils ranting and raging all over the place. People insane and out of their mind. People being thrown into the fire by spirits and people sick with sin and disease and leprosy and cancers and every manner of problem and sin. And there he stood. And they didn't want him. Mm -mm, mm -mm, nah. mm -mm. And so the Bible said he, he, the word, could do no mighty works because of their unbelief. Oh, friend, you want to you get a little faith mixed in with this. You want to get a little faith mixed in with this. It's an ingredient. Old Testament, they had a big old cauldron, and they came running for the prophet and said, there's death in the pot. Said they were cooking. Well, see, because they took some wild herbs and, and weeds and they put them all in that pot and they thought that would be okay. And, oh, we can do it our way. It'll, look, it all goes together and it don't go together at all. And they got the prophet and the man of God, he threw something in there all right. And what he put in there made it all good. Oh, friend, we the church has that missing part of the combination for you to put together the chapter and verse and the, and the continuity of it and the correctness of it the truth of the scriptures so that when the formula and the spinning of the dial comes together that the safe in heaven in the church opens up and the salvation is out to you and you don't want to say no you want to say yes you don't want to put it from you you want to take it to you you want to embrace it you want to hold it up it's not the word of men but it is the word of God and it comes with much assurance yes it does let's lift our hearts with our hands and let us love him and praise him I love you and I praise you and I worship you Jesus Christ I praise you for your holy word and your mighty power your great grace your long suffering Lord. oh Lord I praise you the altar is open you can come and gather in Try to get our children up here first. The rest that need the Holy Ghost, come right in behind them. Oh!